At this period of time, I see so much confusion and a lack of personal integrity in people. We saw it in a congressman from New York who just completely lied about where he went to college. He also lied about where he worked. He lied in many other areas. What's going on? Why are we seeing a lack of integrity as never before? I don't believe we've ever lived in a time where people were unaccountable and said whatever they wanted to say and looked you straight in the eye and just told lies. Recently, I watched for a few minutes the courtroom trial of a lawyer from South Carolina who was accused of murdering his wife and child. And on the witness stand, he admitted to lying, lying to his clients. And he said, I looked them straight in the eye and lied. These are extremely different times that we're seeing. I think where we are is where Paul talked about in 2 Timothy chapter 3. In the last days, there would be perilous times. Let's start this podcast with this subject. This know also, says the Apostle Paul, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Now recently I was reminded of this without natural affection in connection with abortion. It's unnatural for a mother to kill her own child. You take a a mother bear. I've seen them on television with their cubs. And they said, you better not try to do anything to those cubs. That mother bear will become ferocious. Well, that's natural. It's nature for the mother to protect her child. But we are seeing something opposite today. Women willfully killing their children. Paul said it would be perilous, and it is. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, without any control. Fierce. These people who take guns and just randomly kill people. 
without any reason. That's a fierceness that's very unusual. And it happens frequently. That's the thing. It's not just every 10 years it occurs. We have seen frequent occurrences where someone has taken a knife or a gun and just killed a stranger. We're definitely seeing what Paul describes here. Despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And they look so wild when they show them at their concerts and they're jumping up and down and they look so wild. And they choose so much evil. I saw about 30 seconds of the Super Bowl halftime show. I didn't turn the sound on. I just can't stand that sound. But I saw about 30 seconds of the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't even know the name of the woman that was the lead performer, but she was so sexually lewd, rubbing her private parts. And the men that danced with her were rubbing their private parts. And the thing was so overtly lewd, I turned it off. I just thought, look where we have come. This is a major public event, and it's become lewd. How can this be? You perhaps think the same thing. But those people just went wild thinking she was wonderful. The federal communications system that governs this kind of thing did receive a lot of complaints about her. So briefly, I had a little relief for at least there are still some people that seem to have morality. But then they said this same woman's going to be on the Academy Awards. And that's not unusual for this kind of thing to be sought after today. Well, don't we live in the end times? Aren't we close to the time when Jesus will return? No man knows the day or the hour that Jesus will return. Not even the angels know that. But Jesus said, you do know the seasons. When the leaves come on the tree after winter, what do we say? Spring has come. We're at the end of winter. When the wickedness abounds in public places and the masses of people think wickedness is good, we must be drawing near to judgment. As we draw near to the end of this world, things will get much, much worse. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that because iniquity abounds, the love of many will wax cold. The iniquity will be so depressing that you'll begin to think, oh, what's the use? Well, your salvation is the reason to hold on. Therefore, we must have personal integrity. We must hold fast to the goodness 
of God and a way of God which is shown us in the Bible. And that is the reason for the recording of these messages. Surely you too have been disturbed by some of the things you are seeing today. What about that congressman, the man who ran for Congress and was elected from the New York district? And after he was elected, they found he lied about where he went to college. He lied about where he had worked. And they're still trying to deal with him, at least at the time of this recording. They were trying to get him out of Congress, but he's already been sworn in. And he won't go, and he doesn't have the shame to hide his head. What are they going to do? And they don't have the strength of integrity to stand up and do what has to be done to get rid of it. It is the little foxes that spoil the vine, according to Solomon. And it is. It's these small things that you think don't matter, and so you just ignore them. We can't do it. Integrity, personal integrity, is the subject of this podcast. If you think it doesn't matter, oh, it's just a little thing, so you just ignore it, you can't do that. These little things will go into your heart like seeds, and they will rise up at some point in time and cause you to sin, unless you put them to death. You have to get the seed of the subject out of your heart. What I often do is pray for God to cleanse my heart after I've been out in the world and heard people talk. I'm not often out in the world, but each of us sometimes are out in the world, I suppose. We have dental appointments or we have something like that that we have to go to, and we hear people speak, and they speak things of the world. And we come away just a little disturbed sometimes by what they've said. And I just turn to God and pray what David prayed. Psalm 51, verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I brushed against the uncleanness of the world, and I need help. But I often do that. And then after I pray, it's like inside, I know God has cleansed me from them. I think we're going to have to be diligent and pay attention to keep ourselves clean. Because Jesus did say in Matthew 24 that many would turn away. The love of many will wax cold because of the iniquity of the end times. That's approximately verse 12 and 13. But he that endures unto the end shall be saved. 
Well, the wisdom of Solomon and the sayings in Proverbs help us to be alert to keeping wisdom and going in the right way. Proverbs 4, start at verse 1. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. Look at the word of God. Look at the commandments of God in the New Testament, which are for the New Testament church. Read them over and over. Keep your mind focused on these commandments from God throughout the New Testament Bible. Staying alert to the necessity of doing the Word of God at what God says. Building your house on the Word of God. There was a woman that used to come to my house from time to time and we would go to dinner. She attended a church, but she was filled with worldly wisdom. And she would often tell me some wisdom that she had heard from someone on television or out in the world. And I would say to her, I want to build my house on the Word of God, on what God says. That's all I'd say. And she'd back down. Eventually, we quit going to dinner. Light and darkness is a situation like that. When they want to go by the sayings of the world and we want to go by the sayings of the Bible, we have a conflict of light and darkness. Paul says, just come away from them when it's like that. He said that they will have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of God by the things they live by. From such, come away. Just leave them. Now that is the wisdom from God. You think that you will lead them to Christ. I think they will more likely lead me to destruction. Proverbs 4, verse 5. Get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, wisdom that is, the word, and she shall preserve thee. Love her and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. How do we get wisdom? Wisdom is from God. Promise of the New Testament Bible 
James 1, 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. James 1, 5, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her wisdom. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she Deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom, I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, Thou shalt not stumble. Verse 13. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Now he's going to give us some very important instruction. Verse 14. Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. For they sleep not except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. And so often the people who do fall say, but that was just a little thing. Solomon said, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Song of Solomon, chapter 2. It's those little things that we tend to let slip. It's not likely that you're going to go out and commit a murder today. God forbid. It's not likely that you're going to put yourself today with people who commit murders. But you very well might put yourself with an unbeliever who follows another path and have dinner with that unbeliever. When they raise their glass to toast something. What do you do as a Christian? Do you go along with them? And what does it mean? They're wishing somebody well or pronouncing something well. They have no power. 
God has power. Why are we doing something like that? I don't do it. I've many times been with unbelievers who go to church, and at dinner they will lift their drink glass to toast something or to wish the other person well. I don't lift my glass. I just sit there. They just ignore me and go right on. But I'm not going to participate. See, keep your personal integrity. Don't try to please other people by going in a way which is not prescribed by God. Paul said, do I please men or God? Galatians chapter 1. If I pleased men, I wouldn't be the servant of Christ. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Our heart is like ground, where the words of God are planted in our heart. Fertile ground, where it will bring forth fruit as it is watered by repetition of the word and thinking on the word. But that same fertile ground can have bad seed go in it by people of the world who speak things of this world. So Solomon, the wisest of all men because God caused him to be, says, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The Apostle Paul says, Be not conformed to this world, to the sayings of man, to all of their doctrines about climate and things that they are wise about in their own eyes. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Heaven and earth are going to pass away. All this focus on things that you can see with your natural eye, it's all going to be destroyed. And it could be very soon. It's your heart being diligent to hold fast to what God has said. Don't go along with them. Don't participate with the world. Instead, Paul says, be transformed from the world by the renewing of your mind to the Word of God, to Bible. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Before I was born again, I didn't think about what 
God thought about the problem. I didn't even think about God, except very rarely. After I was born again, after you're born again, you learn that you are dead to the world. I died to the world at the point in time when I was born again in order to live unto God. So now you think about God all the time. What does God want? What does God say about this? That's what we become. Followers of God, children of God. Proverbs 4, verse 24. Put away from thee a froward mouth. That person that's stubbornly unruly, willful, that person who is set on going his own way, regardless of the evidence from the Bible, not wanting to hear evidence from the Bible, wanting to walk in his own wisdom. Just don't be around that kind of person. And perverse lips put far from thee. Perverse means to turn away from the Bible. If they've turned away from portions of the Word of God, they have become the end-time church of the apostasy. Don't sit and keep company with them. Don't go to dinner with them. Don't try to fellowship with church people who have a froward mouth and have perverse lips. And why would you want to be around the world who does that? Their paths are paths of destruction. Don't enter into their path. Verse 25. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. If you see evil in front of you, don't even go toward it. If it comes on your television set, shut the TV off. Escape. Flee from evil. For it will eat you alive and could even destroy you. This is what is wisdom and safety for us. Now go back over these things. Look at these scriptures. Think about them. Think about your life and the way you are going. And make changes if you're going the wrong way. If you're in a path of destruction, if you have put yourself with people who love the world and don't love the scriptures, they can destroy you. In the time that's coming ahead, in the days that are coming ahead, that's exactly what Jesus said in Matthew 24, in the end times. The love of many for the word of God will wax cold because 
They are surrounded by iniquity. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Matthew 24. Make proper adjustments. Think about this. Save yourself from this untoward generation. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.